By cock and pie, sir, you shall not away tonight. What Davy, I say? Oh, you must excuse me, Master Robert Shallow. I will not excuse you. You shall not be excused. Excuses shall not be admitted. There is no excuse shall serve. You shall not be excused. Why, Davy? Yes, sir. Davy, 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 Davy. Let me see, Davy. Let me see, Davy. Let me. Let me see. Oh, yay! Mary, William Cook, bid him come hither. Sir John, you shall not be excused. Mary, sir, thus those precepts cannot be served. And again, sir, shall we sow the headland with wheat? With red wheat, Davy. But for William Cook, um, <clears throat> are there no young pigeons? Yes, sir. Here is now the smith's note for shoeing and plow irons. Oh, let it be cast and paid. Oh, Sir John, you shall not be excused. Now, uh, sir, a new link to the budget must needs be had. And, sir, do you mean to stop any of William's wages about the sack he lost at Hinckley's, Hickley's oh, Fair? shall answer it. Some pigeons, Davy, a couple of short-legged hens, a, a joint of mutton, and any pretty little tiny kickshaws. Tell William Cook. Hmm. Doth the man of war stay all night, sir? Oh, yay, Davy. I will use him well. A friend in the court is better than a penny in purse. <laughs> Use his men well, Davy, for they are errant knaves and will backbite. <laughs> no worse than they are backbitten, sir, for they have marvelous foul linen. <laughs> oh, well conceited, Davy. About thy business, Davy. I beseech you, sir, to countenance William Visor of Wancoat against Clement Perks of the Hill. Well, there is many complaints, Davy, against that visor. That visor is an errant knave, on my knowledge. I grant your worship that he is a knave, sir, but yet... God forbid, sir, but a knave should have some countenance at his friend's request. An honest man, sir, is, is able to speak for himself when a knave is not. I have served your worship truly, sir, this eight years, and I cannot once or twice in a quarter bear out a knave against an honest man. I have little credit with your worship. The knave is mine honest friend, sir. Therefore, I beseech you, let him be countenance. Go to, I say, he shall have no wrong. Look about, Davy. Where are you, Sir John? Come, 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 off with your boots. Give me your hand, Master Bardolph. I am glad to see your worship. Oh, I thank thee with my heart, kind Master Bardolph, and welcome, my tall fellow. Come, Sir John. I'll follow you, good Master Robert Shallow. Bardolph, look to our horses. If I were sawed into quantities, 
I should make four dozen of such bearded hermit staves as Master Shallow. <laughs> it is a wonderful thing to see the semblable coherence of his men's spirits and his. They, by observing him, do bear themselves like foolish justices. He, by conversing with them, is turned into a a justice-like serving man. <laughs> Their spirits are so married in conjunction with the participation of society that they flock together in consent like so many wild geese. <laughs> if I had a suit to Master Shallow, I would humor his men with the imputation of being near their master. If to his men, I would curry with Master Shallow that no man could better command his servants. <laughs> it is certain that either wise bearing or ignorant carriage is caught as men take diseases, one of another. Therefore, let men take heed of their company. I will devise matter enough out of this shallow to keep Prince Harry in continual laughter and wearing out of six fashions, which is four terms or, or two actions, and, and shall laugh without intervaliums. <laughs> oh, it is such that a lie with a slight oath and a jest with a sad brow will do a fellow that never had the ache in his shoulders. <laughs> oh, you shall see him laugh till his face be like a wet cloak ill laid up. <laughs> Sir John! I come, Master Shallow. I come, Master Shallow. 